Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. I'll be hosting this episode myself. I am a proven leader with over 23 years of diverse experience designing, delivering, and supporting software and technology projects. I believe in giving back to my community, and I enjoy networking and helping to grow Alberta's innovation ecosystem. Creatively, you will find me pursuing my passions of photography, podcasting, and woodworking, along with the occasional round of golf. Now join me for our first episode of 2021, where I interview the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast's most listened to host, Adam Lidgate. Let's get to it. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, this is the first show of 2021, and so I thought it would be pertinent to interview one of our hosts, who happens to be the most listened to host of 2020, Adam Lidgate. Adam, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so that's pretty cool that, uh, you know, you had the top listen to show in 2020, along with, uh, I think it was three other shows that were uh, were in the list of the top 10. Uh, so what, uh, why don't we start with uh, who who's Adam Lidgate? What, where'd you come from? Yeah, so I'm actually born and raised in Calgary, um, educated here and, and did university in Calgary. Um, so I spent pretty much all my life living in Calgary and, and, uh, always been a tech guy, love computers, uh, been totally obsessed with them since I first, uh, first was exposed to them. So I did naturally did a computer science degree. I was one of those fortunate people who, who left high school knowing exactly what I was going to do next. Um, and I know for, I, I would, I'm guessing the majority of people don't have that experience. Um, so I was lucky that way. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've been, uh, Early, early days, did a lot of IT stuff. And then in the last kind of 15, 20 years after doing computer science degree, got into the software development community and, and startups and um, yeah, building building applications and, and eventually became um, CTO of a company in London in the UK. My wife and I, uh, shortly after getting married, moved over to um, London, the UK and um, worked, ended up actually working for AOL for a little bit, which was interesting. I didn't even know they still existed at that time. And then I, and then I interviewed there and, uh, got the job working there. And that was actually quite an interesting place to work because, um, they had one of the, at the time, so this was in 2014, 2013 years. Um, they had, I think it was the third biggest, um, ad, publishing platform, advertising.com. And I'm not sure if I know advertising.com still exists, but I think it's under the Verizon banner now. Um, but they had huge, huge volume on online advertising. And that was when video ads were becoming much more mainstream. So it was an interesting place to be. Um, but anyway, shortly after um, that, I, I moved on to a startup um, in East London where they um, is kind of the the Silicon roundabout, as they call it, the part of, part of um, London where a lot of this the tech companies are now located and have moved to a lot of startups and even big companies like Google, Microsoft have places there. Uh, and, and then, yeah, so after, after doing that stint, came back to Calgary and, and, um, begun to get more involved in the, in the ecosystem here for, our, uh, startups and, and I crossed paths with the rainforest and, and yeah, that, that kind of landed me next to you in a chair, uh, at one of the meetings, I think Al, and, uh, we chatted about the podcast and, and that's that's how we that's how we started it. So nice, nice. Um, so 
with uh, so you said you were a programmer. Are you still so as a CTO? Are you still doing programming? Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, we're taking some time over the Christmas break. I've been doing. Uh, I'm, I'm working actually with a, a few, one of my existing business partners and a couple other new business partners on a um, IoT platform for um, flood monitoring in um, multifamily housing. So I'm building out the data pipeline for that. Um, using a couple different technologies. I've decided to try and learn Go. For those of you who are familiar with the various programming languages out there, Go is is definitely on the trend upward. And so, yeah, no, I'm still uh, still hands-on. Um, I, like, I like working with product and helping drive businesses and, and being that bridge between the, 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 the product and the business and to the technical part of the company. But uh, I still do like getting my hands dirty in the code as well. So, Oh, awesome. That's great. And... Uh, when you when you came back to Calgary and you started uh, you know networking and finding your way around uh, and you came across the rainforest, what what uh, what did you find um, was different about the rainforest? What was uh, the big draw for you? Well, you know the the biggest draw I think really is the fact that you get to meet people who are trying to solve the same problems. Um, you know, we're the driving factor. Uh, of the rainforest being that we're trying to grow the tech um, scene and community in Alberta. Um, and I think a lot of us are really keen on that. And and it's it's great that that environment exists as a common place for us to, you know, work through and find people. And, and I really benefited from b- building relationships. Um, you know, when I first started going, I think that was back when we were still hosted over at the... Um, the Sonova space, I think it was whatever it was called, Nucleus, that's what it was called. And, um, you know, you see a lot of the same faces and there was, you know, a lot of good speakers coming through and we still had good speakers on zoom for sure. In the last, in the last year, really, um, under, you know, with the COVID arrangement, but, but, uh, being able to get a, a lot, you know, firsthand experience with a lot of people speaking and, and talking about their experiences and, you know, Jim and Brad were being there occasionally and talking about what they're up to. And, um, yeah, so it was really, really great, great place to, to, find people who are trying to solve common problems and, and build your network. So I was really attracted to me to the rainforest group. Nice. And then, um, as, as one of the most, I guess, prominent and, um, continuous, uh, hosts of the podcast, uh, did you find that the hosting the podcast has opened any doors for you? Um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a great way in general to, to meet people. Right. And, and, um, you know, you learn and you can, and you can help, help people find what they're looking for. You know, there's been, I, I think there's been cases where we've had guests on the podcast that I've interviewed and then they said, Oh, I'm trying to find so-and-so. And I said, Oh yeah, I know so-and-so I can, you know, make that introduction for you. And, you know, absolutely. It's been a, it's been a great way to, and, and for me to meet new people as well. I've met new people through, through doing the, the podcasts and, and got to hear a lot of a lot of pretty cool stories. Uh, people, you know, get into the weeds of what people are actually working on. Um, so it's been personally, it's been a great place. Yeah, I would say so. Nice. Well, we definitely appreciate you uh, continually working with us and helping us bring some great episodes to the show. Um, what about uh, networking in general? I think. How, what's your thoughts on networking? Yeah. Well, I think. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, that was a big attraction for the rainforest group was, you know, great, great play to meet people. But, uh, you know, in the last nine months, I think we've all had to make some adjustments, um, into how we're doing that. And I think that's going to continue as far as I can tell, you know, those of us who are kind of, 
um, out of university and not retired in that in that window of of the population base are most likely going to be in the latter part of the vaccination cohort. Um, so it's going to be a little bit of while before we are able to go out and, and live freely again. Um, so we're going to have to continue um, the way we have for a little while still. And I think um, one of the things that I've found useful and and um, is is just being open um, because when you go to the networking events, you know, there's over the years and attended lots of the great events that's been put on in Calgary, you know, start, start up Calgary and um, obviously rainforest and various other ones. And there's always, it's always a great way to collide with new people, but, but, you know, under COVID you really have to work for it. And I would encourage people to, um, be open to accepting invitations from people where, however they find you, whether it's on LinkedIn or some other social media, Twitter, email, whatever it is, be, be open, um, and, and go after that because, um, it's, it's the only way you're going to meet new people. And I actually met some really great people that I, that I've engaged with quite a bit. Um, I was fortunate enough actually to be a guest on the Wild collisions YYC podcast with Tyler, um, several months ago. And I, I've still have yet to meet him in person. Um, and this is, you know, just, just he, him being open to, to making that connection. And, um, so yeah, I would really encourage people to do that. Um, whether or not it, it's, there's always that kind of awkward feeling when, when you get, you know, emails from people that maybe you've never met before. And, um, but, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm feeling right now with it. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I think, you know, especially with the fact that we're not in person when we're networking these days, um, you could, you can join, um, like a zoom call or something like rainforest and then just sit there quietly and then hang up and nobody knows you exist. So you have to engage, right. And, um, you know, groups like Rainforest, they, they do breakout rooms and stuff and stuff to get people to go into smaller groups and chat. But, um, you know, being able to, if it's a panel, being able to ask an intelligent, intelligent sounding question is a good way to, you know, have your presence known. And sometimes just having your presence known over and over and over again is enough to make people feel like they know you and want to engage with you regardless. Um, of whether it's in person or not. So my, my advice to people is uh, with your, when you're doing this virtual networking stuff, um, don't just attend and sit and listen, um, you know, try and engage in some way, you know, try and ask some questions. Or uh, one thing I do is when I hear somebody, uh, you know, like a panelist or, or perhaps somebody's already engaged in the conversation, um, I'll just flip over to LinkedIn and I'll just message them on LinkedIn and say, Hey, I'd love to connect with you. I uh, enjoyed listening to you on the rainforest podcast or the rainforest, uh, uh, lunch without lunch. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, they're, they always accept eh? they Oh yeah. Great. Al, hey, great seeing you Al. And, uh, you know, and that, that connection is something you can continue with going forward. Um, you know, every Every day, pretty much, I go on LinkedIn and I say happy birthday or congratulations on the new gig or whatever um, to try and keep my network uh, warm and engaged. And I think that's you just got to be creative and find new ways of, of making things work. And uh, certainly, uh, we're always looking for hosts of the Rainforest podcast, the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast. So, you know, if you want an opportunity to engage with people that you haven't previously had an excuse to talk to, um, you know, I think you can agree, 
you know, asking them to be on the podcast is a really great way to engage with a complete stranger that you've never talked to before. I mean, it's kind of a, a it's kind of a hands down easy way to get connected with people. Yeah, for sure. And people are always excited to share their story. So, um, I, I would, yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, and the other thing I would say too, is that, um, you know, if you're, if you're someone who's trying to facilitate networking, you know, there's zoom and a few other options. And I think there's a few of these virtual platforms that have come out now. And I, I can only imagine what it's been like, um, in those development shops, the amount of iterations and code changes and just madness that's been going on in the last nine months. And they're, you know, trying to build features as fast as they can and learning what users like and don't like. Um, but you know, those, some of those platforms, if you're trying to facilitate that can be really, really great. So, you know, like I think the one that was used, it was one of the, I think it was, um, start Alberta. Um, it was the same week there was the start Alberta awards. I think that's what it was. Um, they use Remo and if you've, if anyone's seen the Remo platform, it, you know, it, it, it does basically create that breakout room effect, right? Like zoom, but you can move from table to table. And if anyone hasn't experienced it, um, and they're looking for a way to host a networking event, I, I really recommend it. I'm planning on, on running an event on it, um, in a couple of weeks, um, with a, with a bunch of so, uh, CTOs in Calgary. Um, and, uh, it's, it's really, really great because it has a great, that great effect of, you know, you feel like you're coming in to sit at a table. They give you the map of the table and the group of the of people and you can jump from table to table and see who's there. It's just as if you were at a, another networking event I and mean, people are, no one's offended. If you say, I'm going to drop off this table and go to the other table, or at least, at least that's been my perception. Um, and you know, uh, so I, I really, uh, really like those ways as, as getting people engaged in a way that kind of feels as real as possible. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, as I think if, if there is a positive side to COVID, it's been, uh, the, 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 uh, you know, building of technology and, and enhancements and, and advancements of technology for the networking, uh, online, uh, events and stuff like that. It's been yeah. crazy. Um, I know that uh, people who work for event companies um, have had a very, very difficult time uh, over this past year. Um, I mean, you can't you can't do in person events, so they're all looking for other opportunities to do things without having people congregating in person. And um, you know, you're used to doing trade shows and and expos and things like that, and now nobody can get together. I mean, that that's that's where thinking outside the box is going to come in, uh, you know, really, really crucial for sure. Yeah. I mean, CES, CES is a good example, right? I don't know what they're doing. Um, it's, it's, you know, I don't know how many thousands of people go together in Vegas every, every year for that, but that's a great example and absolutely very hard challenge. So the other one is, uh, uh, Adobe max. Uh, I'm a, a big Adobe user and, uh, Adobe max was online and it was completely free this year. And that was spectacular because, um, they were all basically pre-recorded um, sessions uh, teaching all the different products and stuff like that. But the, the thing that was cool was the person that taught the session was also in the, um, the, the, the digital conversation room uh, while the session was going on. So as people were asking questions, they were able to answer the questions in the chat room or whatever. Um, and it was really cool because uh, I just wouldn't have the opportunity or the funds in to be able to attend Adobe Max in, you know, in California or Vegas or wherever it is. Uh, and it was completely free and online. And, you know, we, I bookmarked a whole bunch of the sessions and went back to, and watched them again, over again. 
uh, it was really great. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe when we go forward in the future and people are able to get back together and do events again, maybe they're going to start doing sort of a hybrid of sort of online and in person or something. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I suspect that is probably what's going to happen because, you know, if you've ever been to one of these events in particular, maybe one that is very interesting to you and, you know, and maybe there'll be a few different rooms and there'll be different speakers and, you know, you'll have to make that choice of, well, I, I'm interested in this session and this. Well, I'm actually interested in a lot of these sessions and you often have to choose uh, and miss out on something that you might really want to attend. So, yeah, I, I have to think that you're right there, that it's going to go that way and um, there'll be, you know maybe not live virtual, but maybe recorded and available afterwards kind of thing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about um, your, your role as CTO and, uh, and perhaps it's Aleta. Aleta. Is that, am I saying that right? Aleta. Aleta. Um, would you like to talk a little bit about your role as CTO with Aleta and, and what sort of things you've, uh, you've been up to? Yeah, sure. So um that uh, we formed that company, um, I guess, two years ago now, and um, the real goal of the business is to to look for um, startups, um, tech, tech startups, and, and maybe smaller smaller businesses, smaller technical based businesses um, that need some kind of technical direction. Um, you know, oftentimes what you'll see is is that there's uh, people who are are founders uh, and they're they have some great idea, a brilliant idea, but they're non technical individuals, um, and so their ability to actually take their um, take their idea and deliver it as a product um, is very challenging for them sometimes. And um, you know, both from knowing, having the experience of knowing how to prioritize work, how to develop features, things like A-B testing and and product development in terms of and then down right down to technical execution. How do you execute? How do you build out your platforms? And how do you think about scaling your, your software and all those things? Um, you know, so I've seen businesses where, you know, they may, they maybe said, okay, I'm non-technical and we're going to find a development shop and they're going to help us build out this thing. And and oftentimes these development shops are doing really great work, but a lot of times the, the the people that are doing the work are just being given are just being given instruction, and they're and they're writing code, and they're not, you know, necessarily um, aware of the high level goals of the product and and the implications of maybe certain decisions they make even when they're building that you know the architecture. So that's really the role that a CTO is supposed to play. Um, and you know, ideally if you're starting a, if you're building a tech startup, you, you want to have a technical founder or technical co-founder, but not everybody can do that. And not everybody has the right, the right, uh, ability to do that. So that's what we're trying to facilitate. And I did feel when we started the business a couple of years ago, that there was a gap, um, and, and, and companies that could really benefit from that sort of thing. Um, so that's that's kind of our prime focus, and we're we're working with a few different customers in Calgary and outside of Calgary as well um, to be that kind of that bridge, and and also um, provide the provide the horsepower in some cases of, of actual teams. So um, you know, it was a, quite a few quite a few people that we know well in the in the local development community who we work with um, to to kind of come in on contract basis usually to help them help these startups with their with their kind of tech needs for for however long required. So that's really cool. So it's um you're almost like a um, outsourced tech founder who's not uh, not actually tied to the company in in, in a permanent way uh, so that you can help them get get things going and 
bring on resources as needed to to develop their products and stuff. Yeah, I if I have uh, thirty seconds in the elevator, it's a it's a CTO in a box. That's what I say. Ah, oh, nice. That's really really cool. And so, so you have you been working on some pretty exciting products? I mean, you did, you did talk a little bit about one one that you were dealing with earlier, but yeah, that one's actually a personal project. Um, we've actually formed our own business out of that one, um, and and that one I, we're we're pretty excited and going to be spending a lot of time focusing on that one through into twenty one. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, there's a few, few different companies that we've spoken with and ones that we've done some work with fintech ones, um, uh, oil and gas software startup as well. And then, um, one of the more interesting ones that we were working with, um, is a company called shift.com and they're actually out of San Francisco. Um, and they, they actually just listed, they're not, they're not small, they're bigger. Um, but they do have, um, a number of team members through us that are working in Calgary and they um, they actually just listed on the NASDAQ back in November, I think it was. Um, so we have a team working with them here as well in Calgary. And um, they, they're a pretty cool company. They do used, um, used car sales, uh, touchless used car sales. So basically, you want to buy a vehicle uh, or you want to sell your vehicle and you don't want to go to the dealership. They'll buy the vehicle from you. They'll take it away, do the tune-up, all those things, COVID cleaning. And then buyers will have this inventory to pick from and the... You said, I'd like to see this vehicle and they'll bring the vehicle to you as a buyer. You don't have to go there and you can do a test drive and it's all very, very concierge. Um, so they've, they've, uh, they were doing well before COVID happened and, and when then COVID hit, I mean, couldn't be better timing for a business like that. So, um, that's a, that's a cool one, but yeah, there's a number of ones underway and, and, uh, the, but the flood monitoring one is one that I'm most excited about at the moment. So nice. And in, in the Alberta ecosystem in general, I mean, I think we've we've been trying very diff, very hard to build the alberta's innovation ecosystem and i think lately near nearer towards the end of 2020 i was really starting to see a lot of um news posts and stuff like that about some of the great successes like neo financial and and uh Benevity and that kind of thing um how's how's your view of the alberta in at least in calgary anyway the innovation ecosystem growing and and becoming something real um What's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think things are uh, things are good. Things could be better. Uh, I think we still have a lot of work ahead of us. Um, the uh, Brad Zumwell, I think, in, and his group have put out that document that shows all the kind of they've done. What is it? The the Calgary Tech Map or the Alberta Tech Map showing all the companies and um, you've got it printed out on your desk there. Perfect. Yeah. So. So that's a cool thing, and I think that's a good, um, you know, that that's a good exercise that they've gone done and to really kind of get a get a pulse check on where we're at. Um, and I think you know his assessment there was that we are running a little bit behind, and we 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 need to step it up a little bit. So I think um, I, I from what I've seen, I think that's probably accurate. Um, we really are um, in a short supply of, from from a technical perspective, I can speak mostly, you know, of senior level technical people. We're in very short supply. Um, it's it's tough because you know, especially with COVID now, the market is not just for for people who are writing code and building platforms and whatnot. There, the market isn't just Calgary. You're competing with North America. In some cases, you're competing with Europe. Um, you know, I worked remotely for, for a company in London for several years. Um, so I was, while I was sitting in an office next to a bunch of Calgarians, I was not contributing to the local, uh, local tech scene at all. 
um, other than, you know, attending the, the local events. But, um, so, but I think I do think we, yeah, we have some work, our work cut out for us. Um, and, and I'd, I'd like to see more people take chances on, or more businesses, I would say, take chances on the junior talent. Um, a lot of people coming through boot camps, you know, retraining, um, and, and, what it, what needs to happen is is businesses need to take chances on them and be willing to invest in their in the growth of their skills. Um, so, you know, companies like Neo Financial, Helsum, um, you know, they're doing great jobs. Uh, Pixel Tree, if you know Pixel Tree, they're 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 all doing fantastic job of really trying to leverage those those junior people as much as we can because give those people five years, ten years, that they will be amazing. Um, so we need as many of them as we can get. Uh, because that's really a critical, crucial point in my view of of helping it grow the tech economy. So, um, but yeah, and and then the accelerator, some of the accelerator groups, um, you know, trying to bring in people who are non technical and who, who have ideas and and make and giving them a chance and helping them actually execute these things. Um, we have to keep pushing with those things. So um, I, I don't. So yeah, I guess my the, the short answer is we're doing okay, um, but let's keep working. Yeah, I'm really glad glad you made the comments about um, the junior talent because one of the things that that a senior brings to the table is the fact that they've been been around for a long time and they've worked with a lot of different technologies. But if you're going to if you're going to build your product on sort of like a modern technology stack, um, the junior developers have learned that stack, so that's. Essentially, that's what they know, and so um, they they can be productive and they can be of great value right out of the gate. And so, as long as you know have a junior or, or some intermediates around to make sure that there's an architecture and and uh, and a proper uh, code reviews and proper direction, the juniors can actually get a lot done. And um, and I know there's there's a bunch of companies that that you had mentioned a few that that are doing really really well hiring juniors and the juniors can be, you know, really, really useful and valuable to the team. Uh, if you, if you, if you know what you're doing and setting it up properly. So that's, that's, I'm really glad you said that. And I think that's one of the things that's working really well. The government's throwing a lot of money at bringing people, um, how helping them pivot their careers. And, um, you know, a lot of the juniors that are in the pool right now that you can hire from, uh, have like significant backgrounds in education and experience as um, engineers and, and other disciplines. And the only thing they're actually new and junior at is the actual programming. Uh, so they, they can be some really, really great talent out there uh, right now today. And if you bring them on board and get them productive um, within the next six months or a year, they're going to be quite valuable. And then going on beyond that, they're going to be uh, a huge asset. So uh, that's a good way to to think about it. Yeah, and I, I covered this in one of the podcasts. I can't remember which one it was, but I covered this topic a little bit, and you know, made the point that um, these people, like you say, who are uh, maybe they're an engineer or they have some other kind of background, um, they're and they're cross training into being doing software development or or some kind of technical technical work or or product work. Um, you know. They don't have the barrier that someone fresh out of school who's 18 years old or 22 years old or however old they're, you know, young, never, never worked at a business before, um, you know, knowledge worker type work. 
Um, they have they have that up that's been up time where they need to learn how how a business works. You know, learn how you interact with people, learn how you deal with conflict, um, all those kinds of things. And, and people who are seasoned veterans, like an engineer who've been working in oil and gas, let's say for twenty years or ten years, you know, this stuff is nothing for them. They've they've, they've been down that road before. They've learned all. They've made all those mistakes, and they're ready to 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 push hard on a new discipline. So. Um, those kinds of people are, yeah, as you say, they can be incredibly strong team contributors in a very short time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, so now going into 2021, uh, you're, uh, you're, you, you have some people, I hope on the list of, uh, on your list of guests, uh, who do you think, um, maybe, maybe not naming any names, but do you have, uh, do you have some, some exciting uh, shows lined up for the, the next few months? Uh, I've got a couple. There's one out of Edmonton that uh, I'm trying to get his time. A couple out of Edmonton that I'm trying to do. The, the Edmonton scene is going pretty well. Um, I've seen a lot of really good, successful businesses going out of there. So I've got a couple. I'm chasing them down. And um, it's not me. It's them. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're so successful. They're so busy. Like taking 45 minutes or an hour out of their day to, to do a podcast is a challenge for them. And I don't blame them. Uh, and yeah, a couple, uh, and then a couple here in Calgary, one of the, um, uh, startups that was featured in the, um, launch party, um, Bode, um, planning to have a conversation with them hopefully in the next couple weeks here. So excited about that one. Cause I, I think that is, that is one space and, and I, I can't really speak to it much in, um, in other countries. Uh, but at least I know in, in Canada, Western Canada, um, real estate, is very much ripe for disruption from a technical perspective where we use such archaic processes and a lot of companies are taking a crack at it and they're one of them. And, uh, so I'm pretty excited about that conversation. I'm actually looking forward to hearing that one. I actually used Bode when my mother passed away, I used Bode to sell her condo and it was a great success. I, I have nothing good, to, but good, nothing but good things to say about it. Oh, Bode. cool. Now I'm even more looking forward to it. Yeah. It'll be a cool conversation. Um, okay, cool. Thanks, uh, Adam, for joining me today. Um, I'm really looking forward to the 2021 uh, Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcasts uh, coming up down the pipe. And I'm looking forward to some of the shows that you've uh, you've uh, got lined up because I think uh, you've already shown that you're one of the leaders in this uh, in this show, and uh, you've got a lot of uh, people looking forward to hearing your new episodes. So thanks a lot for everything that you do, Adam, and I really appreciate your time. Today. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me, Al. Uh, tune in uh, next week on Tuesday. We'll have another episode of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Bye. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode is brought to you by Community Now Magazine. Engage. Inspire. Educate. Together. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>